You are listening to Lockdown, recorded live at RSA Conference 2016. Brought to you by Red Hat and TheStack.com. Recorded live at the Moscone Center in San Francisco. Recording at the Moscone always has challenges and difficulties. This is, I think, the ninth of 11th recording I've done today. So I'm done with talking. So I'm going to let two people who are better at it than me talk to me. So Chris Risley, CEO of Bastille, say hi. Hello. Mark Newlin, one of the technical brains behind Bastille. Say hello. Hello. Bastille are on a high tangent of growth, aren't they? You have developed tools and technologies for the enterprise and the IoT marketplace. Talk to me about that. Right. We're interested in the security for the Internet of Things. So today there are maybe 10 common wireless protocols in existence, and most of those have been hacked, but the IoT is introducing 90 new wireless protocols. Sorry. Sorry. Whose phone's that? It's, it's a cable. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, if you can get rid of her, sorry. Let's start over. I yes. was thinking, that's not my ringtone, my right. phone's off. Okay, sorry. sorry. <laughs> if we're starting over, do you, yeah. do you want me to go somewhere else? No, it's fine. Okay. Seriously. I was thinking, that was an internet of things, by the way, that was your right. fault. Right. <laughs> you, had, you hadn't done a vulnerability assessment. Right. You were defeated by a curtain. That's right. Not good stuff. Right. Good. Let's make sure that's still recording. Right, three, two, one. Guys, we're recording today at the Moscone Center here in San Francisco. I'm joined by Chris Risley and Mark Newlin of Bastille. Talk to me about what Bastille does. Bastille is interested in the security for the Internet of Things, especially in the enterprise. So there have been, almost all the wireless protocols have been out, have been hacked once in a while in the last 10 years. Uh But we're coming into the golden age of radio frequency hacking. Uh, First, there's going to be 90 new protocols introduced by the Internet of Things devices. Uh Secondly, every 17-year-old can buy a software-defined radio for $100 so they can attack any protocol they want and do all sorts of mischief with it. We are providing uh, systems and services which let us monitor what's going on in an enterprise's airspace and give them the same situational awareness they have about what's going on on their network for their entire airspace. That threat surface is huge, Mark. It certainly is. There are all of these protocols which are not necessarily implemented with good security in mind. Mm -hmm. We recently released a vulnerability called Mousetrack, which allows keystroke injection into wireless mice affecting seven vendors. I read about this. This is is where you could interrupt the wireless mice and keyboards. Yeah, I read about this in the UK a few weeks ago. You're the guys. We are the guys. He is the guy. Did you you write that exploit? It's uh, been my solo project. Excellent, cool. And what's curious is that these are protocols which have been out for five or six, seven years now, and they have been examined, Mm -hmm. but people haven't discovered these vulnerabilities. The number of new protocols that are coming out is kind of mind-boggling, and they're often done not by an industry group, but by an individual company or a small group of companies who don't have enough eyeballs, I think, to really evaluate the security. And with low-power devices, they really don't have the processing capability to do good encryption. And so we think that there are going to be all kinds of vulnerabilities showing up in the next few years affecting these new IoT protocols. But many of these IoT single-board computers, they all share common chipsets. They've all got 
the same sort of wireless dipole on the back. They all have standard stuff. And if you can spoof the MAC address, you're golden. It's true. There are almost the entire lack of security on some of these devices. And so just research and visibility into what these devices are doing will be enough for a lot of people to find these new exploits. So potentially, this is a, it's not just a huge growing market, but it's a, it's a huge problem for the CIO and the CISO. It certainly is. And somebody like me, this was my first research project of this type, and I was able to find these things without a lot of difficulty. So I think when a lot of people are looking at this, we're going to see all kinds of devices fall. Give me your professional opinion. When you started doing that wireless hack for the mouse and keyboard, is it just purely because they share the same frequency? Is it just purely because you know all the interrupts are just bad, badly programmed? Or what? I mean, so the transceivers using these devices support 128-bit AES encryption, yeah. but the vendors haven't implemented it in a very They haven't got the way. CPU crunching power to do it. How do, how do you do token management on a device with no crunch? As, so in this case, that's exactly it. In order to have a low-power device that has a long battery life, they really can't afford to have good encryption but in this case, it's actually a matter of not implementing it well. The transceivers support encryption, but the vendors have written firmware which implements it in questionable ways. Questionable. Okay. Yeah. Cheap. Yes. Cheap. Actually, let, let me speak to that. The engineers did a tremendously good job of making sure that I couldn't sniff your keystrokes between the keyboard and the mouse dongle. Right. However, they didn't protect against the possibility I just send plain text to the mouse dongle and say use this as your keystrokes and so you can send power drive text keystrokes which look like your keystrokes and can do any damage that you could do if you were evilly ori oriented make me feel safe what's the working distance uh, we did a test on the street of San Francisco at no no. 200 meters away with, 200 meters. with so a $15 USB dongle and an $18 Yagi antenna. 200 meters on the street. And that was it. So every single keystroke? Every single keystroke. Yeah. Terrifying. Terrifying. Yep. So my, 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 my laptop with its hold of disk encryption with its password is completely and utterly screwed. If you get up for a coffee, you're at risk. Yeah. And your whole network, too. Any, any power you have to do anything on the network you can do through these keystrokes and in the end IT is going to blame you. Hang on, so are you telling me you can do a takeover? You can type as if you were physically in front of the... No, 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 no. So you're not just collecting, it's a two-way. Oh, no, no, it's, it's keystroke injection specifically. And so you're able to type on the user's computer from this long distance and inject keystrokes. If they're logged into the computer, you're acting as the user. And, and I'm a reporter and I'm really quite lost for words and quite intimidated by this. I mean, I, I design firewalls for a living, Jesus Christ. Okay, so, I mean, what, when, you, when, you, when you put the white paper out, what was the reaction? Uh, people have been surprised that these vulnerabilities are available. It's, uh, you know, technologies which have been looked at before and people have overlooked this. Uh, so it's, it's kind of a state of what do people do? So only one of the vendors can update the firmware on their dongles. All of the other vendors have used one-time programmable transceivers, and they don't even have a mechanism to push out a firmware update. You can't DD a device, can you? You can't flash it. Most of them you cannot. There's no fix. It's, it's, back to, it's back to IBM golf ball, <laughs> golf ball typewriters, isn't yeah. it? It really is. It, it, it's an incredible vulnerability to have been sitting around all these years uh, and the, the 
one thing that happens to us is we, we talk to a big bank and they'll say, we'd love to talk to you about the IoT, but we're not doing any IoT for three years. But they don't understand it's already here. That's right, exactly. None is already here, but it's already vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, I, I a few months ago, I, I wrote an article on my blog. I There's a, a, a huge, huge food company that provide all the food to prisons and hospitals mm -hmm. across the south of the UK. Right. And they had an office clear out of all their equipment for tax reasons, replaced sure. everything. I bought their HP office jets from their clearance company mm -hmm. and printed off every single fax, all their networks, da 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 da, da and sold the printers back to them at a profit. Mm -hmm. And said, look, you know, if you are stupid, the only thing you can do is drill holes in it. Right. You know, yeah. you can't you can't mount it. You can't right. mount it to run D-ban or something on it. The only thing you can do is attack it with a hatchet and drill big holes in it. Exactly. And and we're, and we're really in that territory, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. It's really to that point where the users need to unplug their dongles. I like my wireless keyboard and mouse. I'm yeah. lucky that I live in rural Somerset in the west of England. I work in my garden office. The only thing that's going to happen me maybe is a horse that's going past. So I think I'm pretty safe. I don't work in San Francisco. But um, I'm sure the people at Red Hat are going to be quite nervous. Okay, right. Talk to me about the, the growth of the organization. So the company's more than doubled in this, the last year. We've got, uh, we've raised quite a bit of money, but... Uh, in all honesty, internet security for the Internet of Things is catnip for venture capitalists. So yeah, yeah. If, if we needed to, we could have meetings every day. We specifically don't have those meetings. We're focused on building out the product, mm -hmm. working with our, our early customers to uh, build an ever larger data set because you want to know things like, is this Honeywell thermostat acting yeah, differently in the that. RF space yeah, yeah, yeah. than every other Honeywell thermostat? Because yeah. thermostats these days are little Linux boxes hanging on the wall. Sure. And, and things like BusyBox were never designed. When Bruce Perrins designed BusyBox, he never designed it for this. He designed it for a, a little, you know, a, 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 a natting router in 1999. He was never designed to have more than 16K capacity, you know. Right. And now, silicon, you know, compact flashes, et cetera, et cetera, mezzanine flash adapters. It's, it's, it's a commodity product, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. And there are many more of these coming. And sensors that are designed to last three years on a AAA battery, those things do not have sophisticated communications with them, but they can still be taken over by bad guys and used for inappropriate purposes in the enterprise. If you think about it, some of these devices that are made out there, you know, they, they're shipped with 16 gig of flash, but they're only using one gig for the OS. It's a perfect bait-and-switch honeypot. Yeah, I mean, I think there's potential opportunity for attackers to compromise these devices, repurpose them for other mechanisms, and it's going to be really fascinating to see what research is done in the future. Mark, I'm going to ask you to put your wizard hat back on. I know you've got one because you've already, maybe it's an evil <laughs> wizard hat. Okay. What are your concerns, your major concerns right now in the IoT space? Is it just people who are thinking it's too early in the curve, or do you think they're just not taking it seriously? I think the problem is that you have all of these protocols rolled out with lax or no security implemented in devices that are meant to last for several years, up to a decade, and so once these things are in the enterprise, out in the world, mm. it's going to be an incredibly difficult and costly procedure to replace them or upgrade them or fix them when these vulnerabilities are found. But many of these devices, like some of these smart thermostats, and you know, they think, well, I'm just going to create a basic VPN. A basic VPN, which basically might hash up the MAC address of the outbound. Basic VPNC stuff. This is just matter from heaven for hackers. Oh, it, it's crazy. I mean, it's clearly a new golden age for looking at these types of security vulnerabilities because the attack surface is so huge. 
people people expect 20 billion IoT devices to be deployed by 2020 yeah. and they're all on the attack surface. One of the jobs I have at Red Hat is I look after security for IoT and uh, I work with vendors who will turn up with uh, Yacto board or ARM64 board or whatever with the best intention in the world and you say to them well if this was a server in your enterprise you would never deploy it in a million years but you're going to deploy it for 10 years 10 years and you're worried about the power supply it's not the power supply you need to worry about it's you know everything else on there yeah i mean it's clear that there just isn't a lot of consideration to security of these devices right now it's it's a matter of get these things to the market make them cheap make them low power sure. and get them out there yeah yeah and many of them share so many of the same common components that what we're going to have is targeted attacks which is going to hit 75 percent of the marketplace it's very true and, and with the mousetrack vulnerabilities it was one common transceiver that affected all of these devices and so while there were nine distinct vulnerabilities it made finding them easy because I, once I had the procedure down, then it was very quick to evaluate new devices. I want to ask you something, but I don't want to ask you something. Have you had any fun with this? I don't mean, I don't, I'm not asking you like under a computer misuse act. I'm not going to give this to the federal government. But have you managed to have any fun with keystroke injection with fellow hackers, coders, employees? Uh, so I've been very, very careful with that. Uh, before the keystroke injection vulnerability... I'm not a Catholic priest, you can confess. I, I, I built a, a, a Nintendo NES controller with an Arduino and a bunch of radios in it and had that set up where I could take over Logitech wireless mice and I brought that to DEF CON last year. Oh, and cool. what the IoT village at DEF CON was using a Logitech mouse for their presentation clicker. So I was able to sit in the room and control the cursor and click with this NES controller. Uh, beyond that, I've been very hesitant about doing any keystroke injection even for you know, trolling purposes just because it's a, an area that I don't want to tread in too much. 44Con is a security show in London in October. Um, I'm running the press and social media. I'd like you, to, you guys to come over for it. I think it would be very, very good PR. Okay? We'd be interested in, in doing that. By the way, he gave me a very interesting demo. He did you know about it though? That was no, <laughs> yes, I, I did. I did. It was on a demo machine, but he remotely took over the machine, injected keystrokes, which created a wireless access point in using the, the Wi-Fi in the laptop. Mm -hmm. Then he brought up the um, FTP server in the operating system. There shouldn't be an FTP server on the operating system. He put it there, didn't you? <laughs> and so, so, so in this case... Did, did you... Did, did, did you it, is this a Linux box? Uh, th so it was actually a, a Windows box, and then I uh, created a Wi-Fi access point on... And you dumped QFTP on the box? Well, so actually the, uh, it, was, it was an FTP server running on an Android phone. Ah, and okay, right, 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 right. And used the command line FTP utilities in Windows to right. copy over files, and in that case you can compromise an air gap network. Sure. It's, it's crazy. It's, uh, sure. I mean, I, I've but done only a lot... from 500 feet. Yeah. Only from 500 feet and, and you know sitting outside the fence sitting right. outside someone's hedge but this I mean I, I, I've done a lot of penetration testing and hacking for major banks where I've sat outside the laburnum bushes outside the director's house and gone into his son's Windows XP right. box and, and SQL injected back into his laptop I don't need to do any of that right you could just type on his machine easy as that yeah. So you're really, you're Mr. Robot, aren't you? <laughs> I, I I get very involved with the project, and I'm I'm very persistent until I get it done correctly. Do you itch and scratch when you watch Mr. Robot when you see how wrong it is? <laughs> it's a it's a, a good drama. My my, my 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 wife's banned it now from the bedroom. She doesn't have it on because I start throwing things at the TV. I'm just like that would never happen. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so I, I've got to say it's a good entertaining show, though. It's a good entertaining show. Yeah, it is. I gave a talk at the uh, Innovation Sandbox at RSA on Monday. Yeah. 
there were about a thousand people in the audience and Mark found 11 vulnerable mice dongles in the room operating while I was talking. Found or, or hacked? Uh, <laughs> no, 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 there's a fine line. I want to know. No, I mean, uh, we can you know, see these devices passively. In the UK, that's actually computing misuse like section two. I could go to prison for that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple as that. It's called going tooled up. It's as if you've got a crowbar with you. Oh, curious. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, actually in the UK, if you have MMAP on your machine, technically yeah. they could arrest you. Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm glad we don't have that particular circumstance yeah. here. Yeah. Well, he won't go to the UK. We'll keep yeah, him yeah. It's, it's fine. It's fine. I'll look after him, I promise. <laughs> Mark, Chris, lovely to have you on the show. Great. Thank you. Yeah, much appreciated. Thanks for listening to this episode. You can stream or subscribe to all the shows recorded this week via SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. Be sure to catch up on Richard's latest security posts at thestack.com, reporting on all this week's events here at the Moscone.